Happy Mother's Day. You are all lovely, beautiful, and wonderfully made. Um, this morning, the theme of this message is a virtuous wife or woman. And the text is taken from the book of Proverbs 31, from 10 to 31. Father Lord, we thank you this morning once again. Thank you that it's a day that you made special. Thank you that we could be here to worship and to glorify your name and to thank you for the wonderful gifts of motherhood. Blessed be your name. Amen. I commend the simplicity of our women here and also the church, because in some quarters, there is a lot of decorations, a lot of preparations. You see mothers, you know, ladies, adorned with um, all sort of clothing. But here, this is the reflection of simplicity. And I commend you all and say, may the Lord continue to bless you. In Jesus' name. According to an online publication, an American lady by name, Anna Jarvis, she came up with what is today known as Mother's Day, following her mother's death in 1905. The purpose was to honor and appreciate her mother for the sacrifices she made for their children. And as time went by, it became so popular and over-commercialized that she spent the rest of her lives, life fighting to abolish it. <laughs> Mother's Day is still being celebrated worldwide to express respect appreciation, love, and honor towards mothers for their endless sacrifices and selfless roles, both in homes and in our societies. Mother Day is once again upon us, and there is no better time to reflect on the virtuous wife as we celebrate our mothers today. Despite all the commercial vibes and feminism, feminism movements out there, the truth remains that the importance of women in family and nation building cannot be overemphasized. But understanding who mother is and why God placed her in your life is crucial to knowing her values and be appreciative of her roles and contribution towards your development. And according to the Bible, the role of a mother is to love, care for the children, she is to teach and train, nurture and discipline. And the question will be, what, are the, what about the men? <laughs> We are coming. 
A godly mother is a mo- is to model God in a god- godly living for her children and take care of her home. She's also to care for and help her husband. I'm a witness. And according to one commentator, a mother is selfless, loving, caring, a giver who gives everything in her life to make her children good human beings. A mother ensures that her child is competent with abilities, knowledge, and skills to make her child strong enough to fight every battle. God made mothers to make the world a better place. Now, although this message may seem to center on mothers, may I remind every woman here, ladies, sisters, or girls in this service, irrespective of age or marital status, that you are all sweet mothers and potential ones. And as we honor you today, it is our fervent prayer that you will not lose focus of your godly ministry as ordained by God. Go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31 from 10. Verse 10. Proverbs chapter 31 from verse 10. Excuse me. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her word is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. <clears throat> she seeks wool and flax and willing, willingly walk with, the, with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profit, she plants a vineyard. She gets herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamb does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hand to the needy. She's not afraid of, of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linings and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments 
and sell them, and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. My daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Praise the Lord. This passage is an emphasis on the role women plays in the family. And according to the Bible, the role of a mother is to love and care for her children. She is to teach and train them, nurture and discipline them. A godly mother is to model godly living for her children and take care of her home. She is also to care for or rather help her husband. From an article, How to Be a Good Woman, according to Bible, the author states as follows, being a woman after God's own heart is the desire of every Christian lady. And if this is your heart now, pray that the Lord will guide you into being one. Although you cannot be perfect while in this world, God honors the sincerity and effort of everyone who strives to follow him. Therefore, do not give up in trying your best to be a woman who reflects Christ in her life. You are in the perfect place if you want to please God with your life by being a Christ-like lady. And according to scripture, here are some of the ways to be a good woman. Back to our passage from uh, verse 11 and 12. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gains. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. This is trustworthy. That is the quality, one of the first qualities, trustworthy. She's someone a husband can trust. This is a woman who is trustworthy in every sense. First, she's loyal and faithful to her husband. Her fear of the Lord will keep her from entertaining any other man, even if they seem better than the husband. Second, she can be trusted with planning and taking care of the household needs. Third, she will never betray her husband by gossiping about him 
to others. A good woman understands her role in the family according to God's word, and that is being a suitable helper to the husband. While her husband represents Christ in the family, she symbolizes the church. For this reason, she obeys the Lord by being submissive to her husband. However, this does not make her less important than the husband. They are both equally loved by God and they are equal in rights. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 to 24 says, Wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husband. That does not mean surrendering or being less in importance. It's just the fear of the Lord as Victoria mentioned. In verse 13 to 16, 13 says, She seeks wool and flax and willingly walk with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her housemaid servant. She considers a field and buys it. From her profit, she plants vineyards. She is practically industrious. Aside from being prudent, she's also practical. Instead of spending money, or rather her money, on clothes and other non-essentials, she chooses to use her income on profitable investments. This is not being materialistic, but being a good steward of what the Lord has blessed her with. A good wife will take care of everyone in her family, even those working for them. She's willing to sacrifice her comfort to make sure her family members are well attended and looked after. Sometimes we take them for granted. But this is, we are talking about a virtuous woman, a virtuous wife, a blessing to men. And if you are a woman and you are not doing this, you need to come back. But I'm pretty sure that every lady, every woman, every mother here does that to the best of their ability. The next thing is strength, and that is verse 17 to 18. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. 
she perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. Another quality of a good woman, or rather godly woman, is being strong. Although not all people are naturally strong, those women who take courage to strengthen their hearts and minds are admirable. This is because she draws her strength from the Lord and the Lord makes her strong. Psalm 1251 says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountain surrounds Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forever. A good wife is a good manager. She plans ahead and even guards against scarcity. I came across this um, inscription at the back of a truck, and it says, give your wife the money if you want to be happy. <laughs> Seriously, when it comes to home economy, I think I'm not praising the women because it's their day, but I think they are far much better when it comes to management. When it comes to management, somebody said that there is a saying that um, if a woman, a woman will, will spend how many minutes or whatever time in the shop, but comes out, came home with little, uh, rather came home with a lot, but a man will just go in there and buy, you know, maybe an aeroplane or something. <laughs> what that means is women, they have details. They know what is really needed at home. They pay attention to details. There are things, that's how God made us. There are things we overlook and it's normal, men. It's not because we are negligent. It's not because we don't care. It's not because we don't know anything or don't understand, but that is how God made us. Women, they take care. They know what is lacking. Actually, those little things that are really, really lacking. I, as an example, sometimes I go to the shop with the boys and I will look at some, you know, maybe I just buy shoes or some, maybe we go for shoes or trousers or something. We just buy this and that. And they will never wear it. Because to them, you just bought what you like. But when their mom goes to the shop, she, she knows what they need anyway. Maybe the pants, the underwears, and all those little, little things. But you as a man, you see the peripheries. You are there, but you don't see the detail. You don't have the detailed information of what is really needed. But at the same time, I'm not saying that men don't care. We really do care, but this is who we are. Women, they really know when the salt is not there at home. 
Think of those little, little things that you don't even know that they exist, that exist at home. Women know because they use it. Maybe sometimes you just breeze in, uh, do something, you know, just take your food or do this and that, and you, off you go. But they know what is lacking, really, really lacking. At the same time, I'm not praising my wife, but it's just the way it is. She does that. <laughs> And it comes natural to them. Most of the times they don't complain. Forget about the movement out there. Feminism is quite different. There is a, a fine line between a woman, or rather a mother, and a, just a woman out there. When they set their mind on something, things begin to move. Sometimes it's good in conflict to allow women to intervene because when they come in, they have a way of bringing peace. I'm not saying that men are not peacemakers. We are, 100%. But those little, little, the background, how to make peace, Sometimes women, when it comes to pride, they put it aside if they set their mind on something. If they want to achieve something, they close it, they just, they will be open. They will dialogue, they will engage. I remember back home, there was a, a time my community was in turmoil. There was problem coming from here and there, the community was, and one day, this has been going on for maybe years and it was affecting every aspect of life in the community. One single day, the women, both young and old, even those with walking stick, they rose up very early in the morning and went straight. This we are talking about more than 30 kilometers or more, they went straight to the, to the state house that they want to see the governor. Well, this distance, the, what happened was the men themselves, you only woke up, you woke up and you didn't see your wife. They did not communicate with their wife, uh, with their husband that this is what we are going to do. That movement brought peace because the hand of the government was, you know, uh, brought into this. And he had to, he was forced to intervene. The women, they achieved peace. But what happened is that the men were like, how could you plan all this without anybody knowing? But if it, it was men that planned that, you will just tell your wife, uh, we are going to, there is something that is going on. Don't tell anybody, but this is what we are going to do. They will know, but women will keep their secret and there's nothing that, if they, want, they, if they don't want you to know, you wouldn't know. Praise the Lord. That is how women are. <laughs> so when we look at um, another attribute of a woman is compassion. She's compassionate. 
verse 19 to 20. It says, She stretches out her hand to the, to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hand to the needy. She's not just kind, but compassionate. A good woman has compassion in action. She does not hesitate to help those who are in need. She works not only to get rich, but to help those in need. She's equally concerned for others because she has already made provision for her family. Verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. This is dignity. That's another quality. Her husband holds position among the leaders and is highly regarded in the community, partly because of her dignity and influence. If a woman does not measure up to her worth in the community, even the community will look down on the husband. But when a woman is, you know, kind of in, in, in that position where she impacts the, uh, the community positively, the honor somehow goes to the husband automatically. Sometimes we inherit what we don't even work for as a result of our wives. That's dignity. Can we look at verse 26 and 27? 26 and 27, it says, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. This is wisdom and discretion. The Bible also upholds a wise woman. She's a lady who knows the right word in every situation, keeping peace with everyone without compromising principles. She's also wise in her decision and action, glorifying God with right judgment. Moreover, she encourages others to be kind. She knows when to hold back. A virtuous woman keeps the peace by thinking twice before saying anything. She is respectful and careful not to offend others. This does not mean that she is afraid to speak. She is not afraid to speak her thoughts. She is simply sensitive to the atmosphere of conversations and will avoid conflict as much as possible. A woman who opens her mouth with wisdom deserves praise. A virtuous woman takes care to speak well. That is another thing. If a woman or anybody, if you don't guard against your, 
with your words, you, instead of bringing peace in a situation, you escalate it. A virtuous woman knows when to speak and how to, depending on the situation. Verse 29 and 28 says, Her children rises up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. She is praiseworthy. Due to her noble character and being responsible wife and mother, she is appreciated by her family, just as we are doing today, appreciating our mothers, our wives, our sisters. Both her husband and kids cherishes her out of love, gratitude, and admiration, and they are proud of her. The virtuous woman is blessed by her family, by her children as well as her husband. And the word in verse 9, in 29, the verse in 29 are the blessings of her husband. 29 said, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. And this is to justify the saying that behind every great woman, is a better mother. Show me that great woman. I will point out a great mother behind her. That lady, that girl that is doing well, there is a good mother behind her. Verse 30 and 31. He said, Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own walk her praises in the gates. Fear of the Lord. A good woman. Fears, the, fears God, not because he is frightening or cruel, but because he is holy. Fearing the Lord means being reverence of him, the King of Kings. And the term here, charm, may be used for good or for evil. Its good requires the fear of the Lord, which is the man theme of the book of Proverbs, the fear of the Lord. In summary, a virtuous woman is a, manage, a good manager for the family, a good teacher for her children, world best chef, <laughs> as we can witness, household nurse, or even doctor as Brian can even testify. Financial controller. Men are very good, they, you know, very good managers of finance, but at some, at some point, just like I said, give her the money. 
I'm relaxed. She knows where to channel it. She knows what to do. She know they are. It's not that um, uh, women are street stingy. No, but they know when to bring it out and it will worth it. Sometimes women, men can just like, okay, we do just do this, do that. You just to maybe to show off or something or to do what is right at the same time, but not being careful. When it comes to finances, we need to be very, very careful. And women, they set the pace in that direction. A good mother is a glue that holds us together. And there is one more thing. It says, mothers, they hold their children's hand for a while, but their hearts forever. The love of mother is closer to the love of Christ. If you come to a point, for whatever reason, you are not in good terms with your mother, that is, you will suffer for the rest of your life. You will suffer for the rest of your life. Special, like my, I give instance, I'm from a polygamous family. And uh, my mom was not living there, was not in the living in my, you know. I was very young when my father took over. So we lived in a different city. Uh, before, prior to that, I was living with my mom when I was in primary one, two, three. So within that period, every holiday, my dad would send us, you know, we would just go to... And in one occasion, we went there and never came back. So it was like I really did not understand what was going on, but um, they have, it's their problem anyway, which we are not part of. So, but each time I would just like, when, I'm, when are we going to see my... You know, it's every day, like constantly, because this is not something that was planned or whatever. But as... as the situation maybe so I lived there and then somehow it kind of impacted my relationship with my mom. And uh, growing up, so many things, you know, but the love was there. I only, just to cut the whole thing short, I only realized how distant I was, you know, from my mom when the Lord called her. So, during the, uh, the funeral, my brothers and my sisters, they were for, for the, you know, the brochures and everything that was being, they were bringing their pictures, you know, where they, with my mom, or, you know, sometimes with their families and themselves and all the rest of them. I realized that I did not have any single picture I took with my mom. And for me, it calls for, you know, that it really, really made me to think what, you know, to, you know, to, that's what distance and time have done, you know, with, uh, with my relationship with my mom. It was cordial, there's nothing wrong with it, it was okay. But I have, I realized that I have never been there, like, you know. And I realized that for the past, 
20 or 30 years, I have not spent like a month with her. I've never at one particular time. So it's good. Your mom is your backbone. Sometimes men, we feel that we are, oh, no, no, we don't, but we really, really need them. And in our trading, there is one um, in the course, Victorious know about this. In trading, there is what we call, when you, when you place a trade, <clears throat> there is what is called um, stop loss. That stop loss is when the trade is going against you, you, that stop loss, when it comes there, it will cut off, otherwise it will drain the whole of your account. So that stop loss is, even if you are losing, once it comes to that point, automatically they, it will take you out of um, the bidding or whatever. But if it's going your ways, you have to take profit, one profit, two, as the case may be. So one of the lecturers, he calls that stop loss as your mother because she watches your back. Your mother cannot allow you to, you know, to incur so much loss. He cannot, she cannot allow you to fall completely or to be drained completely. Mothers will tell you their mind. They will, you know, say all sort of things. But when it comes to love and care, they don't, there is no compromise. They are perfect in that. And every child, every man, every woman, every girl in this house, please, respect your mom. Listen to them. When they speak, they speak from experience. The advice they will give you, you will not get it elsewhere. They are very, very important. They are the cements of the foundation for our individual foundations. You really don't want to build outside them. Sometimes they don't let go, but that is their nature. Even no matter how old you are, you are still their boy, their child. They don't care your height, how big you are. My mom would draw your ear, no matter how tall you are. But at the same time, she respects you. A very happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you. But as we conclude this, I think the children, they have something for you. No, you don't need to, you don't need to just sit down. The children are coming. Okay, you wanna call them, all right. So just relax. The children are coming to showcase their love and uh, maybe extend to us men as well, because we are here for you guys. Father Lord, we thank you for how you've led us. Thank you for your words. Thank you for everything. Thank you for making today a special day. Thank you for our moms. Thank you for our wives. Thank you for our sisters. Blessed be your name. Father, continue to bless them in health, 
give them long and prosperous life, a rewarding one, that their efforts will not be in vain. Blessed be your name. Amen.